Welcome back to the Fantasy Funk House. Excellent show on tap today. Very special surprise. It is Diversity Week here in the living room, in the Funk House. So, as always, got my main man and co-host, Mr. Chains. Jerry, how's it going tonight? Well, not bad. I'm glad last week's over. It was, uh, it was an odd week. Five weeks through a wrench and things, a lot of injuries, a lot to talk about as usual. Terrible week, yeah. And good thing about week eight, no buys, which is a weird little thing that the NFL has been doing. That so, is odd. Um, we'll take it, though. And first-time guest on the Funk House, very excited to have her get a little, uh, little of the female listeners in here to really show us boys who's boss. So very happy to have her, none other than Kita Cookie. Nikita, thanks for coming on. Am I the first person of color female on the Funk House? You're the first person of color and the first female. So diversity week, I wasn't kidding. You know, we're really trying to, uh, you know, spread out. We, we uh, all of our fans in Thailand have been really clamoring to get a little bit of color in here. Um, and, you know, we'll eventually branch out. We're very inclusive here in the living room. Uh, but we figured we'd uh, beat them over the head first and, um, you know, kind of hit, uh, hit two two groups here so we're we're lucky to have you and, and thanks for coming on anytime anytime happy to be here so nikita you're in a, a few fantasy leagues i believe i don't know if you guys are still doing the one with like danny poe and everybody else i think you guys are right yeah um i've won it every year that's in existence of course you have. uh so so um, I'll never quit that because I use it as a fund to fund my other gambling addictions. <laughs> I will take their money as long as they'll allow me to. Like the last all-girl league I was in that I was kicked out after winning nine years in a row, and they said you can no longer participate. <laughs> um, I'm, in a, I'm in an auction league. That's actually how I started with fantasy football. I've been in it for 10 years with all my high school guys, and um, that kind of like started me on it. And then I did – a couple snake leagues, nothing exciting. And then I joined the cane league and the hand league. Yes. I actually took Mike J's position in the cane league. Oh yeah. Mike had to, he had to downsize. He had to really get his priorities under control and, um, <clears throat> cane yeah, league. 50, Go ahead. From 50 leagues to 20. Well, he just, he had to really get his, he had to get his mind where it needed to be. And, and it showed cause he won double league last year. So I guess maybe I need to downsize and, We'll talk about downsizing, uh, you know, later in the show. We got a little bit to, to say on that. So uh, we're going to jump right in. As always, we got the patented Jerry Two Chains review of week seven. Jerry, why don't you hit us? Yeah. So, like I said, it was an interesting week. I ended up going one, I guess, originally it was one, two, and one. I tied in a, a decimal point league, which is, you know, very, very, very rare. Uh, but today there was a 
a stat correction to the stat correction. So now I lost. Uh, so I guess I went one and three last week. Um, uh, a lot of thanks to these guys that went off. Uh, Mahomes, uh, he had a monster game, nearly 45 points, four touchdowns on the day and over 400 yards. Uh, I'm not sure who he throws that ball to. I know uh, Kelsey had a ton, but he still managed to put up over 404 tutties. Uh, Lamar, big day for him, 357 yards through the air, three touchdowns. Um, he also had 36 and one on the ground, so that, that put him over 40 points this week. Uh, third QB of the week was our man, Gardner Minshew. Um, he was probably the surprise of the week. He put up over 30, and he also had four touchdowns, two through the air and two on the ground. So it was a big week for uh, four touchdown performances for quarterbacks. Uh, running back, uh, Foreman was the surprise after not doing much last week in his replacement role. This week he put up 30-plus. Uh, he had two touchdowns on the ground, one receiving. Um, absolutely monster game for him. Kamara continues to dominate receiving. He had 12 more catches this week for 91 yards on top of 62 yards rushing. You don't need touchdowns when you're catching 12 balls a game. Uh, it was just under 30 points for him. Gibbs, a lot of people been waiting on this one. Gibbs finally showed up in the absence of Monty. 27 points, 68 for one on the ground, and he had nine catches for 58, 58 yards. So uh, finally seeing the big game out of him. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when Monty comes back. Maybe we do see more of a split, uh, but who knows? And then uh, honorable mention, ETN, another touchdown, two touchdown performance. That's three straight for him. I don't absolute tear at wide receiver. Once again, I was a little bit off on my smashes uh, about a week off. Addison had the breakout game. Um, it was finally his turn. He had two touchdowns, seven catches for 123. This is the volume we were expecting after the Jefferson inju injury, but it was a hell of a game from the Vikings to beat uh, primetime Kirk beating the 49ers on Monday night. Pretty wild. Uh, A.J. Brown continues to his ungodly pace, uh, scoring 29 points, 11 for 77 and a touchdown. Hill, same case for him, ungodly pace, 25-point day for him. Uh, this guy, Josh Downs, he had another big game. Um, he's someone to really watch if he's – if he's on a wire somewhere, I'd recommend grabbing him immediately. Yeah, I, I doubt he is, though. I cut downs in Judd's league right before the game started Sunday. Damn. Ten, that ten, hurts. Ten team, two quarterback. Uh, I needed a roster yeah. spot, and I uh, picked the wrong guy. Embar very embarrassing. <laughs> and then Puka, another big game for him. He, he was uh, – I think he was just rounding out the top five of wide receivers. Ton of ton – of, Targets and catches for him again. And then at tight end, Kelsey was the big hit of the week. 35 points, 12 for 179, and a touchdown. Vintage Kelsey there. Taylor effect kicking in again. Uh, Darren Waller. He, th this is like this is the, the tight end rankings we'd like to see on a regular week. Kelsey at one. Darren Waller at two. 22-point day, 70 for 98 and one. Mark Andrews at three. He had 22 with two touchdowns. And then Hawkinson at four. 19 points, 11 for 86. So a lot of the big names showed up this week. Um, but like I said, it was a tough one for me. I had a, personally, I had a ton of buys, a uh, lot of injuries to deal with. Uh, me and my co-host here uh, played against each other in two different leagues, and we split that. He whooped me in one, and I whooped him in another. So it was a nice little trade-off. Yeah, um, I will. I'm glad I won the one that I did, and 
I'm sure you're glad that you won the one you did because I'm not doing very well in that league at all. Um, you don't like losing either of them, but it, it's weird. I had two two Winston. Come on, man. Um, I had two matchups against Jerry, two matchup against Weber, and two matchups against somebody else. I can't remember. It was a tough gauntlet week, but uh, you know somehow I I made it through. I think I went. Four and three, no, three and four this week, which is what I do every week. It's which is not a recipe for success whatsoever. Not a, not a good year yeah. for me. But we're you know we're over halfway through the regular season. Hopefully, you know I can extend one or two into the playoffs. We'll see. But right around five hundred, pretty much in in every league. So, um, yeah, you're right. The the big names did show up, and it, you know, it seemed like kind of a a usual week, um, which again, isn't good for me because I didn't do well. So if I'm only doing well on weird yeah. weeks, that's a problem. It's a real problem. So, all right. Very nice. So we'll jump into the Fantasy Funkhouse Stock Exchange. And I'm going to start off here and throw it over to... I'm going to throw it over to you, Jerry, to start it off. Give our guest a little time to collect her thoughts on this one. Because this guy we haven't seen yep. yet this year. And uh, I don't know if any of us really know what's going on with him. But he practiced in full today. And you've been stashing him on IR in a super flex. Kyler Murray. Do you think that he makes his return? What do you think his outlook is rest of the season? And when do you think he's going to take the field in a, in a starting capacity? That's a tough one. Um, I don't think he comes back this week, obviously. Just I think, he, like you said, he got his first practice in. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, Dobbs has played pretty good all year. Um, but obviously, you're going to start Kyler if he's there and healthy enough to play. Um, it's hard to say. He hasn't played football in a little while. So first... Uh, few weeks back could be a little ugly but I think the Cardinals have surprised everyone us quite a bit so I think he can be you know in a two quarterback league definitely certainly can be a, a QB two and possibly a streamer if you've been holding on to him uh bye weeks coming up um but we kind of just got to wait and see um it's it's hard to make any bold predictions on him yet um yeah, I think we'll just got to wait a little bit. I'm not super confident in him. Yeah. But we'll see. It's a it's a weird thing because he has not been in the media like at all and we haven't really heard much about him. The only updates we got is that he a couple weeks ago they said he will play this year and that um, you know, he'll be activated off IR soon. It's the only things we've heard since like you know, last season which is which is weird other than you know he's he's not ready for the year coming up so nikita what are your thoughts on kyler you have any confidence in kyler do you have any pieces of kyler right now in your leagues i don't um i had no faith in it i didn't expect Dobbs to be as at least decent as he's been so i knew once i saw that for a couple of weeks consistently that they weren't going to rush it um I did see a couple things in the media where they were like trying to claim that Kyler was like learning the offense by like talking to the quarterbacks coaches through all the games and like, like watching videos of the plays on loop and, and campus stuff. And I'm like, that's not, that's not how it's going to work. Like, that's just not 
any way to make sure that you're in football shape. You're an injury prone guy. It doesn't matter how much you watch a video or watch a person play. I just, I wouldn't rush it if I were them. There's no way I think he plays this week. I don't even know if he plays next week. Um, who do they have next week? This week they got the Ravens. Um, That's not. Yeah, I, I agree with that. This week they have, um, or I'm sorry, next week they have, ooh, tough sledding. Cleveland. Yeah, Baltimore, Cleveland, Atlanta, Houston. That's what I mean. Like, how do you rush this guy back? You have so much money invested in just to watch him get hurt again. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. My narrative going into this year is that they'll be so bad, they're going to end up with the number one pick and they're going to draft Caleb Williams. Well, they're not as bad as, you know, I feel like Josh Dobbs saved Kyler Murray's job is basically what it comes Don't down to. That, but saved Kyler. Yeah. Absolutely. He did. And, and it's odd because Kyler should get no credit for that, but he'll be the starting guy. And I don't think, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it, it has been his MO. Um, I don't think there's any way that Arizona can end up with the first pick. It's possible, but I, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, they're only one in six now, but there's some bad teams out there and you add Kyler in, he's only gonna, um, he's only gonna make the team better. And it's not that Dobbs was playing like bad, but Panthers are 0 and 6. Packers are two and four after a hot start. Pats are two and five after a big win off um, against the uh, the Bills last week. Giants are two and five and looking rough. Titans are two and four. Uh, who else do we got here? More bad teams. Coes. The Coes are two and five. Uh, the Chargers and Bears are both two and five. It's so crazy. The, char- yeah. the Chargers are two and four. I can't believe that. A good team to a bad team this year. There's just no mediocrity. It's like you're either really freaking good or you are just atrocious. Yeah, yeah. And it just—it's very weird. And I think it's because of the injuries. This year has been insane with these star players just getting yeah. injured so early in the season. Yeah. It gets worse every yeah, year. It's been brutal. Yeah, it's—it's it's ruining football. Um, not just fantasy football. It's just ruining football together. No, it's just not fun to watch. It's no. just making it not. No, it's not. So yeah, it sucks. I'm kind of with you guys. I, I think Kyler could add some value. It's a wait and see type thing, and uh, it depends on when they activate him. You know, obviously Jerry, you got him on your IR slot. You can keep him sitting there um, until until he gets activated. Yeah. And they're not going to activate him until he's ready to go. And and he's he's not going to sit on the bench when he's activated. So you got to feel pretty good that he's going right. to start again. Um, um, I think he has a uh, probably two weeks left to get activated. I think they opened up his window last week, so if if they don't activate him, they got to yeah. cut him. So obviously that's it's going to happen. But oh yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So Yahoo has his first projections starting against Atlanta week ten, which is probably more realistic. Yeah, that yeah. would probably make the most sense, but it's hard to say. Yeah, that team is so. Bad. Look at what they did against Seattle. That is just a bad team. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that when he comes in, he'll start slinging because what does he have to lose at this point? Um, you know, he got paid, and they're not a good team this yeah. year, and and they're not having a good year. So, for the Michael Wilson shares that I have, I hope he just comes out <laughs> and starts slinging it. You know, and and you know why wouldn't he? Right. So, we'll see what happens with that. A couple other quarterbacks I'm going to throw out here quick. Primetime Kirk Cousins. How did this happen wow. against the Niners' stingy defense? 
I benched Kirk in every league because script. I'm I'm terrified. It must it might be part of the script, yeah. uh, especially without yep. Jefferson. You know, this past week. So, what are your thoughts on Kirk rest of the season with or without Jefferson? And do you think that he could kind of keep this up, or you think this is kind of a, a primetime fluke because we know it's it's all about one p.m. for Kirk, Nikita? I have such animosity against Kirk Cousins because. It's like he is such ass. Like he's ass. He's and not. He's like, not. He's awesome. Jefferson is amazing. He's surrounded by talent and he is ass. Ass feeling, ass digs. He's ass. And it really what really bothers me is when he like dances around with his big chain on. And oh, that's like, the best part. <laughs> And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> we are like so pumped for a backup quarterback. Like, what are we doing? How old is he? Fifty. He's uh, he's my age, so not far from that. But I I'm taking this as a personal shot at me because I couldn't love Kirk any anymore. One uh, easily one of my favorite players in the league, mostly because of all the all the things you just said. He's not ass. He is a upper middle class quarterback, in my opinion. Let me ask you this. Is he better than Baker Mayfield? Yeah, so are you. Is he better than Matt Stafford? I don't know. That's a pretty close. I'm just I'm just looking at a list of quarterbacks and comparing them here. He's better than Jared Buck. Is he better than Dak? Yes, he obviously it's yes. Yeah, again, so are you. I feel like there there might be ten quarterbacks you could say are better than Kirk, but that might be pushing it. Um, I I mean that's just that's what do you think of Gino? I got terrible. You know, uh, I mean, you could oh. say what about Purdy? You think he's better than Purdy? I listen, you're talking to a girl who has been attracted to nerdy looking white men for 34 years. Yes, I think Brock Purdy is fantastic. There's nothing he can do wrong in my eyes. Are you kidding? Look at my husband. <laughs> Bri Purdy. <laughs> Bri Purdy. He wishes that he looked as good as Brock Purdy, I will say. Um. I, I'm just telling you, like, I love Brock Purdy. I do think I was laughing. All my friends, you're we calling him Brock Turdy last week because like he is just like on a downward spiral, like flush him down. Yeah. But I think that like Brian was like, he's um, yeah, he has a good, he's got headaches. I was like, so do I. They just think he sucks and they want him to sit down for a week. They're just trying to get his mentals back. Yeah, concussion, and concussion I protocol. But I think that's one thing that Kirk does well. He is weirdly strong mentally. He like has these comebacks that you have to be smart football-wise to do. So I'll give Kirk the football guy of the week award, I guess. But, like, I just don't think physicality-wise it makes sense to me. I don't understand. Well, I mean, I guess the moral of the story is Kirk is the man. That's all we can say about that. Oh, I <laughs> um, I want to talk trades real quick, and then I'll throw it to you guys. So some big names that could get traded – Halloween, the 31st, that is uh, the trade deadline here. So some big names that could go offensively. I know there's some defensively too, but Derrick Henry. We think Derrick Henry gets traded, and if we do, where do you think he goes? Jerry? 
I don't know that he will actually get traded. I wouldn't mind seeing him go somewhere else. But then again, he's been great in Tennessee's yeah. tenure there. Um, A lot of people say in Baltimore. Hmm. Where would? Oh, I did see that, yeah. which would be oh. a fantastic fit, yeah. really. Buffalo. Um, that would Buffalo. Be, that would be great. For my Jim Cook shares, I hope that doesn't happen, but it would make a lot of sense. It does make sense for him to go to more of a contender for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and one that it could use a you know a big power back. Um, what about like right. Sa- Saquon or, or T Higgins, Jerry? Do you think there's any chance those guys get traded? I don't see Saquon getting traded. He just got paid. Um, Higgins possibly. I could see him going somewhere else because. You're looking at a guy there that could probably be a wide receiver one on most teams. So there's probably a lot of teams that'd be willing to pay some money for him or some draft picks, yeah. some type of capital. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, the Bengals are three and three and they're still last in the division, but that's, that could change in two weeks, you know, pretty quick. That could be flipped on its head. So, um, I, uh, what do you think about Hollywood Brown? Nikita? I, no, not going to be traded, but I think that didn't, when did he get paid last year? Um, year before, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that, that he's like the only weapon they have. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, like, selfishly from my Michael Wilson shares, I hope he gets traded because you pump that guy with 10 yeah, tar- targets. I think something will happen. Well, my thing, my thing is back to this, like, um, this whole Kyler thing. Like, you have, if you're going to force him to come back, you kind of have to have people for him. Well, you I mean you shipped Hopkins off, and that's what you mean. I don't know. And then Ertz is on and IR. They, and how are they going to pay anybody else? So it's like they kind of have, they're stuck. They're really stuck. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, Jerry, uh, what do you got for the uh, the stock exchange here? Yeah, so i got a big name here that I think some people might be getting a bit concerned about. Uh, Austin Eckler. Oh, my Is God. Is it time to panic on him yet? Um, he's been back from injury for two games now, and he hasn't scored. Uh, he's put up 10 points and five points in those games. Um, he's got Chicago this week, so hopefully that can get him back on track. But after that, it's it's a tough schedule. Jets, Detroit, Green Bay, Baltimore. I mean, we're not seeing uh, vintage Eckler outside of week one, and then he's been gone for four games. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Are you pushing the panic button yet? So I am not. I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think this Chargers team is just doing what they do best and getting into trouble. And I think Eckler, you know, that ankle injury was, I feel like, a little nastier than really he wanted to admit because of probably all the contract stuff that he was, you know, chirping about preseason. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll need a little bit to get his legs underneath him. But I've been telling you for how long, Jerry? That's Josh Kelly's backfield, and I don't know what anybody is worried about Austin Eckler for. Kelly's the guy. We we should know that. (laughs) Nikita, what are your thoughts on Eckler? Um, I'm a Kelly 
stockholder myself. Oh yeah. Um, All right. I did what I had to do. Um, so Eckler's old wash bench him, make him pay. I don't know. I, I'm not, pay- I mean, if I was them, I mean, like you said, it's what kind of what they do. He'll be fine. I think that it's just frustrating because he was such like a high pick. Like you had to take him early if you wanted him. And now you're just like, what a waste. Like, it's like in your brain, you're like, I could have, I could have gotten a Lamar in that spot or somebody like, you know what I mean? That actually is going to get me consistent points and I don't have to argue about it every week. So it's just, it's like, I could not imagine being an Eckler owner and having that internal debate where I'm benching Eckler. Like, think about that. Like sitting there and being like, do I have to bench Eckler? Yeah, man, that's not a good internal dialogue. You're not going to win that one. Um, it, 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 and it sucks for people that drafted Eckler like this because we went through this with McCaffrey a few years back. Oh my God. We've gone through it with some other guys, but it's like they get hurt Saquon. early. Yeah, Saquon. They get hurt early, but then the team doesn't put them on IR because they want to hold out hope. And then you have to waste a roster spot on them. So you can't even slide them into IR. And then when they come back, maybe they're not quite ready. And then you play them because you don't have a choice. And they're, you know, 10 points, five points. So it is kind of a waste up to this point. I certainly think he'll get oh, it yeah. turned around, but man, a, 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 an early first round pick or a mid first round pick on Eckler, depending on your league format and it's week eight and you've gotten one good game out of him, and you've had to roster him the entire time. There's no, there was no IR slot for him. That's a, that's a huge issue. And your team's probably not that great unless, you know, you lucked into something somehow later in the draft. So that's, un, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I will put this spin on it because I know you guys don't really like talk about it often, but I want you to have this perspective. In my auction league, you get $200 and you're paying for these big names, a lot of money. You don't pay $25 for an Eckler. You're paying $40, $50 for an Eckler to have him do nothing for you. A quarter of your budget for Eckler. Yeah. I would be devastated. Yeah. Team yeah. record. Yeah. I mean, that's how you have to do it. In, a, in our startup salary cap, uh, draft for Dynasty two years ago. Last last spring we did it. Last summer, um, I spent yeah. I spent I think seventy nine dollars on Justin Jefferson, which is oh in, my god insane. Um, and my team's actually falling apart. I, I I got first last year and I was three and zero crushing, and then Jefferson went down. Burrow is in shambles. Um, who else did I lose? Jawan Johnson, even though he sucks. He's like my only tight end. <laughs> um, Tony Pollard kind of sucked. Najee sucks. So <laughs> it's, it's not. And those been, were like probably value players. Like your tight end was your value player. Like you were just like, yeah. I'll just have like $6 yeah. left. Like this is a position that I just can take what I can get. So. And it's tight end premium. Like, it's tight end premium. So it's one and a half PPR for tight ends. And you can't get a tight end off anybody. It's fucking rough. No, I have that same issue in my auction league. I literally started Michael Mayer last week. So that should tell you everything about where I'm at mentally, okay, in that league right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was my smash of the week, and I was actually pretty jazzed up about <laughs> Mayer last week, and he didn't do – How'd that work out? He didn't do shit. So don't no, – <laughs> I know it. I can't forget it. I can't forget seeing it on my screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. We'll be reviewing it again, so I'll remind you. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <and> <laughs> One more guy I wanted to sneak in, and then we'll see what uh, what Jerry has left here. But are you worried about this speed demon? Now, he's he's fast on and off the field, 
but he also just told the police that he plays for the Saints. So Chris Olave, Jerry, I know big, big, very pro, as we say, it's a pro Lave pod because we love Chris Olave here. Nikita, big Ohio State fan. I'm sure she kind of echoes that sentiment as well. Um, what are what are we thinking about Olave going forward? He's been struggling, and Carr has just been weirdly average, but looks terrible for whatever reason. I don't quite know. But Jared, do you have worries about Olave going forward? And uh, do you think there's any discipline in the future? Yeah, I am. Wor- I am worried. He he almost doesn't seem. I noticed, uh, I think, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, like him giving up on plays. Yeah. Yep. And just seeming aggravated on the field. Then the thing happened outside, you know, the the speeding 75 and a 35 thing. So I'm worried about his head space right now, what's going on. I think he's feeling frustrated. And uh, probably some of that stems from Carr's performance. Um he apparently can't throw it to anyone other than Kamara more than five yards away. I, I don't know what's going on there. His shoulder might be worse than we think, but yeah, I, I'm real concerned about Olave, and yeah, I'm starting to have the internal debate. Do I bench him um, in my dynasty league? Don't have much of a choice. So I'm going to have to start him as my wide receiver too. Uh, in a different league that I have him, I'm, I'm pretty solid at wide receiver. So um I might look at other guys like Evans or someone like that to start over him, but definitely concerned. I'll be paying extremely close attention though. For sure. Nikita. Um, I think that he's showing his age a little bit. I think that he is a star from Ohio state. And when they're in that city, they own that city. They can do whatever they want. They all have, I mean, they have bad attitudes. They, they have bad attitudes they get away with a lot because the coaches let them and when you go from being that guy and then you play for a quarterback that's Derek Carr like you said you're not getting passes you're not getting anything you're he literally looked on the verge of a temper tantrum at one point and I was like oh my god that's just not who you saw that I hate at all and so I it's obviously a frustration either the offense in general or Derek Carr specifically and now he's acting his age off the field too and that's going to come to a head that's just not it's not good yeah I don't get the speeding thing to be honest with you and I'm not like a car guy I'm not a cool car guy by any means I'm not a gearhead I'm not a speed demon whatever you want to call it whatever car guys think is cool about that stuff I don't I don't yeah I'm not it just doesn't quite compute with me I don't get the allure like but there's a cool car that like looks nice. I'm like, ah, that's cool. Uh, well, it was a dog. I just like, I don't feel the need to like drive 75 and a 35. I don't understand at all. Um, I'd speed normally like normal people do, you know, like 10 miles over the speed limit and nobody really gives a shit. And especially in like a 35, it's probably not safe to drive over twice, you know, the, the legal speed limit. So I just don't quite get the, the car thing and, and guys driving that fast. It's just such a weird little flex for me. I, I don't quite, it, it, I don't know. Jerry, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I never understood it either. And it seems to be such a common theme when, with NFL players that are getting paid millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. They're putting 
their own lives at risk. They're putting other people's lives at risk. I just don't get it. What are you proving to anybody? No one thinks you're cool. It yeah. ends up being the opposite way, man. We think you're a jackass. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I just don't, I don't get it either. It's like bragging rights or something. I don't, I don't know. Nikita, are you a big car guy? I drive a Kia Sportage. I know you do. <laughs> Like, what do you think I am? Mom-mobile. I I grew up with a father who um, was a big motorcycle guy. Oh, yeah. He was Mr. Like, don't wear a helmet. He built motorcycles. He owned multiple motorcycles. My whole family does. And, you know, even they were, like, very adamant about the speeding thing because it's just so dangerous to other people. And bikers really, like, are focused on that, like, the rules of the road yeah, are there. Yeah. Like that's how bikers get killed. That's how kids get hit. And he was speeding in a residential area. I don't think you, I don't know if you guys are aware of that. It was like 10 o'clock in a residential area. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Got... Yep. 35, like, 35 what? screams what? residential area, scream suburbs. Yeah. What does that do yep. for you? Like, who are you trying to impress? Like a Nana and Pat Pat down the street. Like I'm really perplexed by that. And like I said, it's a Dodge Charger. Like, it's like, I get that you think it's like a super cool, like, flex, but it's like, you could go to, like, Jim Shorkey down the street and buy a Dodge Charger. Like, it's like, you have to just keep your head in the fact that you're making millions of dollars. Like, is it really worth it to double the speed limit in your neighborhood? So, I will say, I didn't know it was a Charger, and that's really funny because that's, like, the most make-funnable car there is because it's, like, a fake cool car. They're so gay. They they couldn't be gayer, it's, honestly, it's a Dodge like Charger. Yellow Mustang. Yeah. It's like, I, hey, I drive a yellow Mustang and I yes. love And how much money do you make, Olave? You bought a Dodge Charger? Like, Dodge that's not cool Dodge. at all. That's so gay. Oh, my God. I didn't. I don't know, like, <laughs> wrapping my head around the fact that it's a Dodge Charger. Like, I keep saying it, but it's like, <sighs> that is so mind blowing to me. Like, it's like, what are you doing? That's... I see them at the giant parking lot in Monroeville. Yeah. Like, That's such a fake, like, muscle car. I, I would feel like car guys should make fun of people that drive Dodge Chargers. I don't, I don't care how fast Man, it is. It's, oh, it's so shitty. Uh, that's, we might have to rethink this pro lave stance after all this Dodge <laughs> Charger yeah. talk, oh, man. He's really making us question it Ugh. at this point. I'm cringing. I'm audibly cringing. So that's, uh, yeah. Well, all right. We're too we're too charged up right now. We're gonna we're gonna change out here. Jerry, do you have do you have anybody else on your on your stocks list you want to you want to chat about? Um. Yeah. I'll bring up another somewhat big name of someone that's been quite disappointing. I've been a truther of this guy for many years. Tyler Lockett. Outside of week two, he's done nothing. Um. This past week, DK didn't play. Thought for sure this was it. It's his time to go off, but he went four for 38. Um, can you do anything with Locker right now? Is he sitting on your bench? Um, you will can it pick up, or is this Seahawks team different than what we've seen last year? Yeah, that's a good question. And I was very high on Gino coming in. I know Bry was very high on Gino coming in. I don't know your, your stance, Jerry. Obviously, Len was. But they've struggled, and they had a, a great matchup last week. Who did they play last week? The Cardinals. The Cardinals, yeah. So Cardinals, they yeah. had a great matchup last week. And Geno came out slinging and ended up not doing a goddamn thing in, like, the second half. 
So I'm I'm worried about Lockett. Right. He, yeah, I don't know. You you could probably try to trade him. I would I would still probably try to to hold out hope and see see how it goes rest of the year. I feel like something should start clicking with them because they're pounding the rock with K9 and that's kind of their, you know, that's what Pete Carroll wants to do, but there's got to be a way to get these yeah. guys involved. You have maybe the most talented group of pass catchers in the league. I will say uh, across three, I don't want to say pair because we have, you know, the Eagles, the Dolphins, right. the Bengals, uh, yeah, that's the yeah. yeah, like there's there's a few other in that conversation. But I think those are the big ones. But but as far as like three wide go, JSN looked pretty sharp. Obviously, DK is a stud and you have Lockett and then you have like canine. You have a pretty solid line that's up and coming if you can get, you know, fully healthy. So I, I, the Seahawks should be better than they are offensively. I have some concerns about Lockett. I, I, you could try to trade him. You might not get what you want. And if you're not going to get anywhere close to what you want, I'd say you just got to hold out for a little bit, maybe wait for a big game, and then see if anybody's interested from there. Or try to find a Seahawks fan and see what you can do. Right. At what point do you enter – how late in the season do you enter – I have to stop holding out hope because I'm in a desperation at this point to, to start stacking wins and I'm holding out hope and holding onto roster spots for these people that I can't keep carrying. Cause I'm reaching that point. And that's actually what my soapbox is about this week is a certain player who I would like to stop holding out hope on. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. As far as your question goes, I don't know. It depends on your record. You know, if you're like two and four right now, you got to make some moves. You know, every win is is another step. Obviously, if you're three and three, it's like okay, well, let's let's see what happens. If you're three and four, um, I guess you wouldn't be three and three, but you're, you're three and four. You're like okay, you're there. If you're four and three, you're, you're doing pretty well. But I'd say if you're two and four or worse, you got to you got to make a move at this point. You got to do something. Um, so that's that's yeah. where I'm at, Jerry. Yeah, I think I, I only have him in one league, and it's a league that I'm pretty stacked. I have Tyreek, Alave, Puka, Mike Evans. So he hasn't even made my lineup yet because there's only you can only start three possibly. Uh, but I mean, and I'm I'm sitting in a decent spot in that league, so I'm just gonna hold on and hope it starts to turn around. But uh, it's one of his worst seasons yet. And yeah. one thing I noticed with him. Uh, when he is making catches, he there's no RAC nope. with him. No, nope. he, he catches it right and down. he goes down. Yep, mm-hmm. every plane. There's no, which is crazy because he's so fast and everything. You think you'd hit him on some slants or something, give him a chance <laughs> to open it up, but it, it doesn't seem like he does it anymore. It's all it's catch and hold on yeah. to it and get to the ground. He's a possession guy, and I think he's just trying to stay healthy. So I can't I can't fault him for that. But you're absolutely right. I've noticed the same thing. So. Um, I know we're a little bit pressed for time here, so we have about 15 minutes. We're going to get into the next section because we got to get to the soapbox. It's the best part. So we're going to jump into the smashes. So smashes this week, as always, brought to you by Burger Daddy Food Truck. Burger Daddy will be out and about. I believe they're going to be at the winery this Saturday in Dubois. uh, So give them a shout. Um, Talk to Brandon. I think he might be coming on next week. Um, So... Keep your eye out for Burger Daddy and Drip Coffee House, Brookville. Nikita, next time you and Brian make a trip, maybe go through Brookville, stop off at Drip Coffee House. Real nice little spot. The white girl and you will absolutely love it. 
and uh, it's it's a real nice little coffee shop there. So it's in Brookville. I love historic Brookville. Yeah, yeah, historic downtown Brookville. So you got to check that out. But smashes of last week, we didn't do very well. We had our boy Crazy Legs on. He had Sam Howell, terrible, nine and a half points. Josh Jacobs, five points. Jalen Waddle, another average game for Waddle. Um, Nikita and I have been talking about Waddle back and forth. Um, he's been average. He starts games hot and then it just, you know, kind of goes away. It's 12.3 points. But Goddard came through for Chris. Huge game against Miami and 18.7 points. So excellent. I almost took Goddard last week, but I settled for Michael Mayer, who had a nice, how many points, Nikita? <laughs> 3.3. It's 3.3. 3.3 points. So I still am holding out hope because they just have no playmakers outside of Devontae um, and occasionally Jacobs right now. So, and they're going to suck. So they're going to, they should start firing the rock around. But I uh, had Mayer as my tight end. Gabe Davis is my receiver. Horrible game for Gabe Davis. One of his worst ever. 1.6 points. Uh, running back, I had Roshan Johnson. Didn't make it out of the concussion protocol. Didn't even play. Probably would have owned if he did play because look what Foreman did and, and Roshan can run circles around Foreman. So um, I'm hoping that he clears this week because I'd, I'd like to get him in a couple of my lineups. And then a quarterback close it out with Baker Mayfield for 18 points. So can't give myself any smashes there. Not a good week. Dang. But we'll do better. Jerry, how'd you do last week? I uh, did not do great either. Uh, I had Gino at QB. I was trying to speak into existence uh, what we're missing here. It did not work. He was QB 13 with 219 yards and a touchdown, and he did have an interception. It was a horrible game, but not a smash, and we need more. Uh, running back was my only smash of the week, ETN. Uh, I jumped on those two touchdown performances, and he gave me another one. He was RB5 on the week. Six touchdowns in three games. He's about as hot as you can be right yeah, now. Hell yeah. Uh, wide receiver. I had DK Metcalf. He didn't end up playing. Uh, and then tight end. I had Luke Musgrave. He did not do great against the Broncos. Somehow they won. He had seven points. Four for 30. Uh, so not my best smash week. But this one here will be my best. Oh, yeah. Yep. Not worried about it. Obviously, four for four across the board this week. And Nikita, we're going to start off with you. Who is your quarterback smash of the week? Of the week. Um, it's a homer pick, but not a Steeler homer pick. It is CJ Stroud, your Ohio State Buckeye, CJ Stroud. Da 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 double smash. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Tell us why you're smashing. And are we talking smashing like for football or smashing like you know? Uh, you're asking if I'd let him and Brian take me to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower. No, I'm <laughs> um, I think that he's fresh off a bye. He wasn't great that like last week or two right before it. I think that you know he is ready to be better than. I think his line's gonna be better. I think he's. I think this is gonna be good for them. They're playing the Panthers. Panthers' pass defense is atrocious. Um, I think that he'll need that. I think it'll give him a little more confidence back because it seems like when he was on a roll those few weeks, he was like, he was taking chances. He was doing whatever. And he like those last two weeks, you could see him like slowly kind of like, he would almost like hesitate. And so yeah. I think he's going to 
after the bye and against this terrible defense, I think that it'll it's the move. Yep, couldn't have said it better. I'm smashing Stroud as well for the double smash. My dude, can't get enough of him. And the line's getting healthier. And Jerry, you know me, I'm a sucker for that post-bye rookie bump. Rookie coming off a bye, an extra week to uh, absorb and learn the playbook. And uh, we're going two for Stroud. Jerry, can you make it three? I can't, but I do love that pick uh, from both of you. Uh, I'm going to take Herbert. Okay. Uh, while he has been solid this year, we haven't seen like the big smash game. I want a 30 point game, you know, yeah. uh, he's only thrown for three t- three touchdowns once this season. Uh, but I love the matchup. They play Chicago this week while their defense has been looking better. Um, Herbert's due for this, you know, the game where he's just out there slinging it. Uh, I want to see 30 plus points out of him. Yeah, you're right. He's definitely due. Uh, Jerry, why don't you hit us with a running back? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, plays the Broncos this week. Okay. Uh, so I think they get ahead early. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're going to run the ball a little bit more than they normally do. He has yeah. been pretty solid the past few weeks. Uh, but against the Broncos, he's going to sneak in the end zone twice. Ooh, okay. Bold. Let's hope he doesn't write any bad Pachecos. <laughs> Sean, I'll never let you live down. That was the worst pun I've ever heard that it makes me love it so much. So um, I love that. Um, I'm going to go with a guy we just talked about and we're a little worried about. So let's see if we can get that big game since week one. Austin Eckler against who are they playing now? The Bears at home. Here we go. This is an Eckler game. Austin Eckler. I'm going to say eight catches. And at least one touchdown. You guys fill in the gaps for the rest. Over 20 points. Eckler gets it done here. Nikita? I'm taking Gus right. against the Arizona defense. Who Seattle made look bad. And for Seattle to make their defense look bad. bad. And I think Gus, I don't know if it's because when I went to that game, he just like, I, I he's just such a good power back. Like he's going to get you in the end zone. He's going to get you points once they get down there, and I think that they are going to score a lot of points. Hey, they showed against Detroit last week that they can do it, so that's a great pick. Um, Nikita, why don't you start us off with a wide receiver? Um, I have – I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm a little bit nervous to say it, but I'm going to say Devontae Adams because I nice. am mad at him. I hate him. We're going through a trial separation, but I want to stay together for the kids. And I think that, for God's sake, I can't take much more. Um, of, it's yeah. just, it, I took him too high to be treated this low, and that's why I'm going to say it's going to be a bounce-back week because every time I go to bench someone, it's the best week up there. Oh, of course. That's, how it, that's always how it goes. I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, my wide receiver is I'm going to stay in the same game here. It's going to be DJ Moore with Tyson Bandit at the helm. And he looked pretty decent. Didn't put up oh, a bunch wow. of numbers, but uh, guy's a looker. So is his dad. I'd probably have sex with both of them <laughs> and I'd arm wrestle the dad for sure. And he'd beat me, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a hunk. So I think that DJ Moore here, he was, he was targeting DJ out the ass. And I think that continues and I think DJ Moore has a nice little game. And, and I'm going to say he goes over 100 uh, for, for today. Jerry? Oh. I'm going to go with old reliable coming off a bye, Adam Thielen. 
I think he picks up right where he left off. Uh, the Panthers are going to be down. They always are. And he's become the guy there. It's Bryce's guy. Uh, Overliable. Another top 10 performance at wide receiver. All right. Why wouldn't he at this point, really? And uh, I love <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Big pro Thielen pod here. Um, Jerry, start us off with tight end. Bring us home. Okay. I'm going to get a little weirder here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Taysom Hill. Ooh. So his usage past two weeks has skyrocketed. Um, he's gone seven for 49 and four for 50, which also included a rushing touchdown in those games. Uh, Juwan Johnson is back at practice this week. So, I mean, this is a risky one, but uh, we haven't seen anything out of him yet this year. Who knows if he'll even play this week. Uh, so I'm going to take the uh, Swiss Army knife, Taysom Hill, this week. All right. I love it. And I'm going to go with a guy that ties very well right into my soapbox segment, and it's Kyle Pitts. And Jerry knows the story already. We'll get into it with the rest of you guys. But Kyle Pitts, has, has ha- he's been a little hot. So I think that he continues that here in the upward trend and and – Ritter has put some points up while looking dreadful, but he's still putting up points. We know the Titans have a pass funnel defense, so nobody's going to try to run on them. The Bajon thing last week, very weird. Not even going to attempt to to know what to think about that. I know there's an investigation going on, but uh, it's it's hard to run against the Titans. So I think uh, Desmond will be throwing it a lot, and I think you know Pitts. Uh, I think he could catch maybe six balls this week so looking forward to that and uh, Nikita finishes up in the smashes I am taking the obvious choice in my mind Kincaid oh nice that's a, that's, so, that's such a great pick that's good one. and yep. he's not out I just think that it's 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 his role to take now right yep it better yep. be it better be it's a great pick knocks out love that all right so we will move into final segment of the day Soap. Soap. All right, let's get up on the soapbox. Nikita, I'm going to turn it over to you first. I know we're pressed with time, so if you need to jump out of here after after you get down off your very high-stepped uh, soapbox, yeah. you go ahead and do that. So I want to make sure that we're respectful of, of you and Bri's time. So why don't you jump up on there? Yeah, I'm being cut short, so another podcast on the network can take precedence in the office. A lesser, a lesser um, pod, for sure. I'm not allowed to do that. Um, I am doing, like, the Birdman gif right now where he rubs his hands together and he's, like, licking his lips to the window. And that ties into my phrase of, what happened to that boy? Which is Waddle. What happened to him? Everybody's sitting there telling me, Oh, you got to hold on to him. You got to hold on to him. You know, I have Craig Kane, the chief state, trying to trade me like waddle and some scraps from like he picked up at Treasure Lake. And I'm like, I, I'm not taking your risk. I had him and I have him in another league that I, I, I sat Cam Sutton. I sat Cam Sutton so waddle could play last week. And I just want everyone to know that this is every week of my life now. Um, I have been telling people he's like my Montgomery for Jerry, where it's like, I, I like, I'm getting scared to put him on my bench 
because I know the day he goes on my bench, he's going to go for 30 points. I'm going to walk around the house. I'm going to be fucking verbally abusive. I'm going to have to like go outside and clean my Blackstone for 25 minutes like I did week one. I can't do this much longer. I don't know how long I can do it. I um, That's why I brought up earlier, like, how long do you abuse yourself by sitting there and hoping for somebody to be who, like, we don't even know if they are. We do not know if Waddle's capable of what we all think he's capable of. Bitch, not this year. Maybe last year. I don't know why you're making that face. Come on. Like, maybe last year. <laughs> but the Waddle of today is not the Waddle of yesterday. And that's apparent. Small sample size this year. But you have the soapbox. So I'm not going to argue with you. We don't We don't argue in the soapbox here. This is your time. No, we don't. Yep. So. I'm just saying. It just feels. I'm just saying. Like. Seven weeks in, is that a small sample size? You're right. I, you, I hear what you're saying. I just, I have arguments, but again, respectful of your time. So. And I feel spoiled. I feel bratty for being mad at a guy who at one point got 18 points this season. But like 12.3 fucking points in my wide receiver one spot. What are we doing? Do you have a better option? Yeah, that's better the option. that's the only thing I can say constructively. Is there a guy you can pick up that yeah. can give you a, an almost guaranteed twelve every week? Well, um, I started Sutton this week. I will be uh, Jeff. I had Jefferson in that league, which is what's really killing me yeah. because I'm like now yeah. forced. Like it's like I am now like praying for Waddle. I. It's funny you brought him up earlier. I have Gabe Davis, and I am also bitter over that. And because it, it was like so good, and he was so good, and I was starting Waddle. I was starting Waddle, and now it's like I wouldn't start Gabe Davis if you paid me. And he's sitting on my bench just because <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm like, I'll start him over fucking Waddle tomorrow. I swear I will. Go ahead and do it. See what happens. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Well, I've only lost one that league so far i've only lost one game so i could afford a week where i bench him out of just fighting oh, yeah. and animosity for sure i love the intensity you gotta send him a message yeah i love the passion so please yeah, know how i feel <laughs> it just ticked to 8 p.m nikita so again gotta be respectful of you yeah. and Bry's time thank you so much for coming on we love it Thanks and we're all definitely gonna have you back so okay. all right it was great thanks guys Thank you. Thanks, Nikita. All right, Jerry. I'm going to save the best for last, and I'm going to jump on the soapbox here. And I'm just going to talk about trades. So I know uh, we had some other people talk about trades in here, but Webmaster, he did me dirty this week. So anybody in fantasy is reality out there, Brad, Aaron, Brandon, Foof, JC, Anybody listening, I don't, I don't know who does. I'm sure everybody, because it's such a great show. But you saw Lang and Weber's trade go through for Kyle Pitts. I verbally offered any of my wide receivers and Evan Ingram to Weber for a third-round pick because he needs a tight end because he has Cole Komet, who will give you zero, three, zero, four, zero, two, and then, like, a 25 in there out of nowhere. So, yeah, he needs a tight end. And I have Garrett Wilson, I have the Slim Reaper, I have Mike Evans, I have a slew of solid high-end wide receiver twos. Evans is a one at this point, you know, and he could use a little, a little bit of wide receiver, a little flex help. So 
What he does instead is sent Lang a trade for his third round pick, which is the one I was going to trade for, for Kyle fucking Pitts. Aaron, I could not be more pissed off at this. This is so fucking dumb. I Weber had the trade in his inbox and decided to send you that. Like, what a joke. I am so fucking mad about this because... And I never get mad at Weber. I, he's a very hard person to get mad at, in my opinion. And I'm, like, furious. Like, I'm not... Because I love him. He's one of my best friends. But I'm so fucking mad at him. Because Kyle Pitts yeah. is... I mean... To, to even compare him to Evan Ingram right now, heads up, is is crazy to me. And then you just get Mike Evans for free. Like, what are you doing, dude? And he, oh, I didn't see it. And then he's, like, real mad and everything. And uh, my team sucks, so I needed a pick for – me and Aaron were just talking about trying to trade for some picks because we're both at the bottom. But what do you think of this – what do you think of this trade, Jerry? I know Weber's, you know, self-proclaimed checked out, but – He's in like the top three in this league, has a good chance to win. And if he would have made that deal, I feel like he would have been close to a favorite. So I need, I need somebody to talk. Me yeah. Down. It's, I don't know how you, I don't know how you, you miss out. I mean, he should be absolutely kicking himself so bad because you missed out on a better tight end, an awesome wide receiver for just Kyle Pitts, Mr. <laughs> Inconsistent. And I don't know how you, don't see that sitting in your inbox when you're going to make another offer how do you not i don't know it's tough painful both sides i think yeah it's very painful and and then he's like would you trade evans for another pick and i'm saying yeah but now i'm thinking i gotta shop him around because i'd rather trade him somebody else now because i don't want a fourth but a two is probably a two's probably a good deal, but he, I, I'm not sure he would do it, but I, I don't know. So I'm going to shop right. him around a little bit. I'm sure some people will be interested. Maybe I'll talk to Buzz, uh, talk to talk to JC, some of the guys at the top there, Jimmy Dunn potentially. So, um, All right, I'm going to jump down. I'm going to give it a rest, Webb. You're still going to hear about it from time to time just because. But, uh, Jerry, a lot of turmoil this week. I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, just let it out, man. Just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So disrespectful league members. Um, I understand a lot of fantasy is ragging on each other. You know, it's a lot of talking smack, but that should, this shouldn't be the sole focus of a league. If it is, there's problems. Um, I was attacked in my league this week uh, over a rule that was voted on prior to the start of the season. So this rule was established before the season fucking started. Um, the reason I was attacked is because they didn't understand the rules. They didn't ask for clarity. It was just automatic. Let's go scream at Jared, the commissioner, say how he fucked the league up and he cheats and all this stuff. Like, I get that's a running joke that I cheat and I've done things to my advantage, whatever. Yeah, it's not really the case. Yeah, it's a running joke. It's funny. It's whatever. But at this point, it's just I'm like, I'm, I'm so sick of the bullshit and the complaining. Like, why are you complaining about something eight weeks into the season that's been established the whole year? I can't help you understand the rules. Don't vote on something if you don't understand what it means. Ask me to clarify. It. It's not <laughs> that fucking hard. It's not my job to inform you unless you ask me. It was out there. If you didn't understand it, don't fucking vote on it. It's that simple. And, I mean, and these at people, this point, I'm so sick of these. Yeah. Alleged. I'm ready to this, this be the last year. 
yeah, I'd hate to see Dubly go, but I, I like I said earlier, I would, uh, I'd respect it and I'd understand because I've been in some tough commission positions and I've stepped down because of it because it's just not worth the fucking bullshit. And people think like, you know, oh wow, it's not that serious. Like you're right, it's not that serious. So somebody else could figure it out. Like you're absolutely yeah. right. Like you know, it it does take a toll on it's, you. It's supposed to be fun. It's when it's not fun, it's like okay, well, why are we doing it then? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's that's just it. It's like I try I try my best to do things that's best for the league, try and come up with new ideas, new roster formats. It's not going to be perfect every time. Yeah, I might mess things up, but fuck, man, I'm trying. I'm trying to do it for the league. But you got people that are just you can have it perfect to every way they want. And they're going to bitch no matter what they're going to. But if you're sitting there searching for something to bitch for, it's like, come on, man, just go yeah. fucking do something else. Then <laughs> you're not having a good time. And Get you're, you know, suppose, supposedly you're big football fans. You're, 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 you know, you know what you're talking about and you've been playing fantasy for a long time. You don't know how waivers work though, for whatever reason, Glock. And, uh, there's other things that you just like, don't understand, but you still voted on it. You didn't ask any questions. I disagreed with Jerry's rule, but I voted. And then I thought about it and I did vote for it, but I knew what I was voting for. You know what I mean? Like you can't bitch seven games into the season because things just aren't going your way. That's kind of seems like where this is stemming from. And, and it's, it right, is dog because shit. You notice your, you notice your opponent used the role to their advantage and you think you, Oh, that's why they won. No, it's not why they won. They could have fucking had no one in there and they still would have whooped your ass. Like yeah. it's not the point. It's just cause you didn't understand it. And the thing that's funny about that too, is I fucking explained it to that person a month prior. Yeah that exact situation and then they both go like, people go in the chat start shit up for no reason piss me off ruin my <laughs> mood for the day i'm fucking scorching red mad yeah for something i should like why does it even matter it shouldn't matter trying to enjoy so, a nice we'll see there's a lot to th- there's a lot to think about in the off season i don't know yeah. i mean if that's how people want to be and it's they're not having a good time maybe it's it is time to take a break on it Maybe the live event goes away, take away, make it just a standard fucking scoring league. We'll bring back kickers and defenses. Yeah. There'll be no flex players. <laughs> be fucking boring as fuck. Then maybe you'll understand it. Touchdowns only. So if you That's don't it. like it, if you don't like it, quit. <laughs> it's either quit or deal with it. You got two choices because it's, it's week seven. You're not changing anything. It's either quit or deal with it like there's there's no other option so you're not being like a dickhead saying that that's it that's just all there is amazing so obviously jerry you know i support you and i'd hate to see it but i would understand and uh you know maybe there's just talks of making another league with being maybe a little bit more selective of the clientele that uh you know you bring in as as other managers so that's an option too but uh yeah some things to think about but Regardless, we're here for the long haul in the funk house and, and we're going to be here for years to come. We're not going anywhere. So, you know, it was great to have Nikita on. That was awesome. She did great. First time on the pod. And uh, she texted me after she was very thankful. I thought she did awesome. The viewers are going to love it. I know that. And, uh, you know, she'll be returning. No doubt about it. So um, as for my co-host, Mr. Chains, I am Maddie Funkhauser. Jerry? Going into week eight, you have any last uh, advice for everybody? It's it's crunch time. It's crunch time. 
it's absolutely crunch time. I'm, you know, there's a lot, I've seen a lot of teams that are doing well, had, have had tough schedules and losses because of it. I've seen that across a lot of leagues. Hang in there. You'll get the matchups. They'll come to you. Uh, keep making moves. Don't give up every week. Hit that waiver wire even when it's ugly. Try and get some value on your team. Don't give up. Yeah. And I made a nice, I thought I made a nice little slutty pickup this week, Jerry, with uh, Tyler Boyd sitting there. What do you think about that? I don't mind that at all. There's I mean, Higgins could easily go right back down, and he's pretty pretty solid when Higgins is out. One yeah. of those two guys are. He was just kind of sitting there on the wire. I don't expect much, but uh, I mean, better than the the Zach Evans share that I thought I struck gold on last week, which certainly didn't happen. So, all right, crazy. That'll, that'll wrap up week eight, and uh, let's go get some. Uh, let's go eat some W's, and let's turn this uh, season around, everybody. Second half push. Here we fucking go. Good luck, everybody, in week eight, and we'll see you next week. Peace.